0: This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tire fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space Space researchers. researchers. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, Hook another lucky trout, HG. Uh, yes, uh, TF Much, Cedric Espen Sump.
1: A-O, torching the blindside blue paper once again. That's uh, simply the power, the passion and the pope of the Sumpster camped in the Bludging on the Blindside soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ. Now, this week our charity partners, the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava, will be trackside throughout the 2021 Autumn Carnival, beginning today with the Slipper at Rose Hill. The Knights will be supporting, you can't miss them, they're supporting Rooting King Lodge silks in a lovely hands-across-the-water sort of thing between the punter and the racing industry. It's a tremendous initiative that uh, my colleague and uh, the uh, Knights have put together to keep you safe from... Uh, well, any problems you might have with the punt over the next month. Now, if you have a run, of nu- a run of outs, the Knights will find you and get you moving towards your first house by, say, Easter Monday with a hefty punt keeper handout. This is a new government initiative. The PM has announced this morning that $1.9 billion... That will be put into the punt keeper over the uh, spring uh, autumn carnival. Uh, should it be required after the autumn carnival, it will be continued at the rate of 1.12, if that's a number, that would be 2.2 for those who are keeping score, billion dollars a month. So that's a tremendous initiative. People are worried that JobKeeper finishers will... Have no fear, punters. You're being looked after by this government in Canberra. Patriotic Australians, rugby league, fly now, pay later, sightseers. Welcome to bludging on the blind side in season 2021. Can I be the first to say it today? Happy rugby league. There, I've said it. I feel so much better. Happy rugby league. Aussie frackers and God talks to me. Pilgrims. HG Nelson opening the blind side dig for another set of seven. Well, what a week! What an incredible week! A week when too much more is barely enough. And in breaking news, our plucky Waratahs—that's the rugby union side, in New South Wales—are on track for being the worst side in rugby history. Uh, now this is a this is a what would I say a, a golden achievement by the Waratahs. A record no one thought was possible, but the Tars have done it. I mean, normally the Tars are fairly good. I say that advisedly, not knowing anything about their history. They might have been crap for years. But uh, this year, the Tars have excelled themselves and become the worst team in history. AFL and the rule changes, well, they're hard to keep up with. The process, and I, I take Roy's comment here, that I have to follow the process here. The process is simple. The we and the poo man, Clarko, as in Alistair Clarko, Clarkson, and the murderer lock horns over the laptops in a flat white on Tuesday morning at 8.45 and come up with a new suite of rules. It's been going on for a year, ever since the murderer began his, well, well his crime wave. I mean, let's call a spade a spade here. It's a crime wave. It's been going on you know people talk about serial killers and so on we don't we just call it a crime wave ever since the murder of Briganti's crime wave the coaches rule coach the coaches rule changes are sent out by email and then they become well then they become subject to trying to work out how to beat them uh Trying to understand the nonsense from AFL HQ is one thing and then how to make the most of it is another. Speaking of the murderers, whispers reaching me too loud to ignore suggest the next cab off the AFL rank is a Tasmanian side based for, wait for it, based in the AFLW competition. Forget the AFL, focus on the AFLW team. Out of Tasmania, sponsored by MoFo, that's dark MoFo, Mona, and wait for it, the one we all want, Tasmanian heritage cheese. It's going to be an incredible art v. sport combo. A couple of farewells this week. Uh, Chock the man Mundine said uh, farewell at a glittering harbourside due midweek. Gerard Zos was in town for the festivities. People won't remember Gerard Zos. He was the first opponent that M- Mundine took on when he transferred from rugby league to the fight game. The screen printer still looks as though he's got a 10-rounder left in him. Uh, I think, um, you know, the man has reduced his potential, uh, what would I call it, potential opponents to Danny Green, that he's prepared to pull on the gloves again if he can fight Danny Green. Speaking of the fight game, that gal... Uh, SPW, that's so close now people can taste it. It's going to be tremendous. Uh, later that same day as the We Farewell Choc Lundine, there was a big send-off for the mushroom boss, Michael Giddens. Get Rod Laver Arena. And we drew a big crowd who simply wanted to say sayonara. Uh, Sting and Kylie got the show underway with a cover of the Skyhooks big hit, You Just Like Me Because I'm Good in Bed. Uh, that really got the party started. It was tremendous to see Sting here and with Kylie, I had no idea they knew the song. They got up there and, you know, it was passable. Uh, Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have uh, you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go and if you've stepped up and have a go, get a go. Remember Punt Keeper, it's there for you. Don't be shy. If you've got something already from Punt Keeper or anywhere else, then For Australia's sake, get in the queue and have another go to get another go. To get the blindside barge away from the wharf, let's lock horns with a man who this week put his shoulder to the wheel of rugby league humour. Now, rugby league humour, I thought everything I knew about it was cut, you know, and cracked, buried, all that sort of stuff. Well, it's not. The My Dog Has No Nose is a 27-part series available to ticketed NRL players. No Nose goes through the difficult topics like timing, technique and the most tricky of all rugby league issues – context context rugby league players have to be aware of the context of their humor remember ribald smut might be okay at a boutique smoko in a broom closet in parliament house in front of an audience of three camped on four gallon drums of exit mold but the same material does not play well on channel 9's rugby league coverage in a post-match live situation fact the My Dog's Got No Nose has a fantastic reading list, including Laughing a League with Fatty and Chook, the original and the best. Uh, the very funny Tries Lies and Meat Pies by Maroon and Bronco's great Sam Thiday. The rubble-inducing Tell All Hard Truth by Todd Carney as told to Tony Adams. Uh, This one has a gag on every page, and the 2021 edition of, uh, you know, Hard Truth is illustrated by Titan great Kevin Proctor, so it's bound to be funny. Heart and soul by Mr Mirth Paul Gullen. Gal's effort is as funny as a punch in the head, says South champ Adam Reynolds, and when Adam talks humour, I listen. The History of the North Sydney Bears by Matthew Geddes will have you corpsing from the very first page. And some people were lucky enough to get along to the AGM of the Bears this week. We'll have a report on that later. Uh, It's also got a – well, it's available as an audio book. The history of the North Sydney Bears. Uh, the audiobook, incidentally, is written uh, read by St. George great Tarek Sims, so it's league, league, league all the way. My Dog Has No Nose is the first genuine contribution to rugby league comedy in two decades. All successful participants will emerge with a diploma of funny and be job ready for the club's next post match press conference. Well, by this time next week. The Man Behind the Nose project is Emeritus Professor of the Punchline at Group 10 League University, rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, can we Get the bludgeoning on the blind side, um, well, Bunny in motion, simply by asking what highlights caught your wrestler side this weekday.
2: Yes, thank you very, very much, uh, H. Nelson. It's been a, an interesting week, a marvellous week, really, when I think about it. I got breathalyzed this week um, pretty early in the morning. It was all right. A young officer approached the car and she said to me, um, Happy rugby league, sir. Have you been drinking? <laughs> I said, uh, No, officer, not at all. Happy rugby league. And uh, I blew in the tube and uh, a little bit came up. And she said, ooh, ooh, she said. And I said, look, I've just used a mouthwash. And she said, oh, good on you. Off you go. Happy Rugby League. Happy Rugby League, yeah.
1: yeah." I thought you were going to say something slightly differently there. Mm-hmm. As soon as you said, happy Rugby League, mm-hmm. on your way,
2: sir. Yeah, well, I was expecting that. <laughs> I was. You know, I put the car into gear as soon as she said it and then realised she was going on with it, you know. Anyway... Now, in big news, HG, the shark is moving back home. That is the great white shark. That's Greg Norman. Uh, he's sold up in the US and is looking for a suitable property in Queensland. Wow. In Queensland. What's he looking for? Something big. I think he'd need Five a bedrooms? couple of. Uh, well, let's begin with the property. I think it'd have to have a couple of thousand acres at least. Mm-hmm. Golf um, course? With uh, a golf course, obviously, and uh, sewage, plumbing, all of that sort of stuff um and privacy privacy uh, yes i don't think Do people the people pester the want... shark well i think they would if you knew the shark was living just you know up the road you'd you get to talk to him go
0: love you works again etc work, <laughs>
2: <laughs> etc et now uh he said uh, in comments that the us was just coming a bit becoming a bit weird Could i suggest Sharky, the us is becoming a little bit weird because of blokes like you
1: Anyway, I hope he leaves that weirdness behind. So do I.
2: Yeah. So do I. He's got
1: Maybe a rep- that weird shot of him running along the beach with the shorts and the oh, bare yeah.
2: top, and you he couldn't look out. anywhere but the groin. He went a little bit weird there mm. for a while, didn't he? Yeah. Well, I hope he doesn't bring that weirdness to Queensland. I hope, uh, hmm. No, fair I, enough. Well, I'd. fair enough. Look, real estate agents should be going through the books and thinking, oh, you beauty, what have I got here for the shark? Could I just suggest to all real estate agents in Queensland, it won't be big enough. Hmm. You've got nothing for the shark. You've got nothing for the sharks. So hmm. Shark's going to have to build it from scratch, like he's always done. Hey. Now, uh, New South Wales record the lowest Shield score in their history. Hey. 32 runs. Oh, no, 32. 32. I think Jackson Bird was the destroyer. Nobody's talking to Jackson Bird. Well, I'm tell you what they are now. Jackson Bird... He didn't do so well, I don't. He might have played seven or eight tests, something like that. Didn't really set the world on fire, but he's found something. Either that or New South Wales was a B side. There, there, weren't well, names there that I recognised.
1: And New South Wales going great. Tars going really well. Tas no, going, well, going yeah. Really well, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, you got to thank the barrister government. I know. Imagine Some, the, someone's doing something right. You got to
1: imagine what their state of origin side is going to be like.
2: Yes. Now, Matt Jones wins the uh, PGA Classic in Florida, which gives him an automatic... I think he goes straight into the US Open, which is great. Uh, Cameron Smith has won the Greg Norman medal this year. Um, I was unaware of this, but but what a great feather in the cap for Cameron Smith. And uh, I think Ted from Adelaide is a little bit concerned uh, here that uh, there's some confusion between... Cameron Smith, the rugby league immortal in waiting, and Cameron Smith, the tremendous golfer who's won the Greg Norman medal. And I can understand that. I know. I Simple think mistake. In future, w- maybe Cameron rugby league Smith and Cameron golf Smith. That would solve Perfect. it. Yeah. Perfect. Or, or just a G, you know, yeah, yeah. RL and a yeah. G. That would that, solve it, I think. Mm. And just remember uh, to uh, bear in mind that uh, I think it's golf month next week. Uh, sorry, next, next month. No, May. May's golf month. May's golf month. Normally it's a bit later in the year, oh, isn't I don't it? think so. I think here it's May. I think in the United States it's August. Right. I think so. But and either will, way... Will the shark be back in time for golf I month? Hope so. well, I hope so. I hope he's got some digs time. to celebrate golf month and really get it going. Because it does need a bit of a rocket under it. Now, uh, should the uh, NRL get involved and insist Katoni Stagg stays with the Broncos? See... Everyone's sniffing around the Broncos at the moment, you know, agents, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. People like Gus Gould, Mm -hmm. you know, thinking I can link uh, Tony Stags up with the, uh, you know, with New Zealand or the Penrith Panthers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's got form in that regard. I just think the Rugby League's got to stand in and protect the Broncos. We've got to look. Without a strong Broncos, we don't have a Rugby League competition. We don't, and that's a fact. That's a fact. They're on life support at the moment. I don't know who's been looking after the place, but it is a shambles. Mm-hmm. And just having the, oh, look, look, apparently uh, there was to be a, a bit of a, you know, few drinks and a bit of a get-together get together around the race course with uh, former players. I, I think uh, Gordon Tallis was involved. Gordon Tallis, you know, get-together with the younger players, get-together, have talk. a few beers, talk rugby league, do some, you know, have some bets, was called off. Called Called off. off. Called off by Kevy. What? Inappropriate activity? Inappropriate activity, yeah. Thank you. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just hope the the fabric of Bronco culture hasn't been torn irrevocably. That's my fear. Now, uh, Now, the Morris twins. Well, up until last night, they were enjoying another Indian summer. Mind you, they both scored tries last night, I think, in going down to Souths with a terrific match. Um... But you'd have to think, if you were uh, Freddie at the moment, uh, the Morris twins would have to be amongst the first picked for a blues. They're playing outstanding rugby they at are. the moment. They are. But we say this every year at this time of year that it's another Indian summer for the Morris twins. How long can this go on? Astonishing, and how must slippery feel!
1: Oh, proud as punch. Proud as punch. And am I seeing, speaking of sons of, yeah. am yeah. I seeing the Tigers put out a call mm. for Jackson Hastings to come back, who's Kevin Hastings' son? Horry Hastings. Well, the Oh, Kevin Hastings, yes. Kevin Hastings, the East player. Oh, ch- of East. chip off the old block? Chip, yeah, yeah. Probably not as good as. I oh, oh, well, don't want to put them I up know. on the guy. He's time know. enough, if good enough. Well, he's got
2: the name. You got the <laughs> Hastings, that'll do me. Picky. Uh, James Talmo, speaking of the Tigers, we were, says the West Tigers need to look into the mirror, including himself. That'd be a terrific afternoon, wouldn't it? All right, boys, let's have a look. What It'd be sobering. What do you see? I see losers. Now, speaking of losers, could this be Ardo's year? The uh, McLaren is quick, his car is quick. Uh, Mark Webber's been reaching out with encouragement and advice. I'm not sure about the advice business, but uh, reaching out's got to be positive for Ricciardo.
1: It scared him how quick it was, was not it? Yeah, yeah. No, the car is in any, frighteningly it, it's quick. Frighteningly it is quick. the fastest car on the planet. Yeah. No two ways about it. Oh, hang on. The Volandas.
2: Oh, well, it's quick. Th-
1: yeah. yeah. It gets you from Sydney sure. to Goldman, That's et
2: cetera. Right. yeah. Uh, HG's pointed out that uh, Mundine is retired. Uh, let's hope not. Now the sticking point, HG, with the Tasmania business plan for an AFL team. Apparently, the sticking point is in the name. Um, the AFL is unhappy with the concept of the King Island Breeze. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't know. But I the... didn't
1: realise it got that far. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, you and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. I mean, it's, right in, it's
2: very King Island. Centric. Re- centric and hmm. reliant. I mean, the all the King running... Island Breeze. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic. It is mate. good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. With a bit of a pun, B-R-E-E-Z-E. Yeah, I know. You, yeah, yeah. It's oh, fantastic. No. I, I think it's got, you know, It's got real quality. I think it has. Yeah. Uh, Come on, you Breeze! Come on, Breeze! Come Breeze! Breeze! Now, um, but, uh, I mean, were the, I want to say, can, weren't they the Canberra Woodges Raiders at some they stage? Were. And then there were Canberra that Milk, milk raiders. raiders. I remember the Milk. Yeah. Yeah, what are they called now? Well, are they just the Canberra Raiders or oh, are they, they something? Might. I hope, I hope, I hope be, there's something got, there. Yeah, they has got to be something. You know, public there. service Raiders or something. <laughs> Something. But anyway, King Island Breeze, I quite like. I uh, know I think that I think that's, that's got winner written name. all over it. And I can see a lot of players putting their hands up thinking, I want to be part of the breeze.
1: You know, Tasmania's got a, an election coming up, I think, on they May do. The 1st. They do. Now I reckon that your first plank in a policy, Gutman yes. would be mad if he didn't go. And we're gonna call the team the King Island Breeze. Yeah,
2: let's get the breeze up. Let's get yeah. the breeze happening. Yeah, breeze happening. Okay, yeah. vote for me, you'll get the breeze. it that what you will.
0: Australian women swimmers have won more gold medals than Aussie blokes. Imagine our medal tally without Dawn, Libby T, Lethal Leasel, Lorraine Crap and Madam Butterfly. They held their heads high and saluted down the deep end. Forgotten by some, but still on the top step of the podium on Bludging on the Blind Side. Oh uh, yes, uh, Roy, it was a night of nights, uh, rabbits. V
1: Roosters last night, and before I get to talk about the match last night, Mm. I remind people that you had a meeting with, I think, Matt Damon and uh, Julia Roberts this week. I did. About Underbelly Rabbits, uh, which is obviously a 27-part series that we're making here uh, with the help of Bludging on the Blindside Resources. Now, last night, Mm. uh, while the match was on, there was... uh, Chrissy Hemsworth turned up, Natalie Portman, Jeff Goldblum, Tessa Thompson, they all joined Russell Crowe and Russell didn't have a peaked hat but all the others had peaked hats on. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was Isla Fisher was there. They're all Mad South fans, obviously, with the Russell Crowe connection. Mm -hmm. Um, um, I'm not sure what they made of the game. Uh, They all seem to be enjoying a glass of champagne uh, part of the, uh, you know, obviously the largesse of the, uh, you know, the the opening of the doors by Russell to let everybody in. Uh, what did you make of the turnout there? Uh, you know, it's yeah. a, obviously a tremendous fill-up for the Rabbits. And do you think they got the win because they knew the fans, the, the big stars were there?
2: Look, I think it was very exciting for the players, HG, to have uh, the likes of uh, Chris Hemsworth and Jeff Goldblum and uh, Isla Fisher in the dressing room as they were preparing and uh, getting their writing instructions. I, I, I just think it pushed them up to another level and it yeah. showed. Um, they were they were unbeatable in that first half. I mean, the second half, it fell away a little bit because they sort of had the game won. But, uh, I, and I think a little bit of showbiz coming to Rugby League is always good. Yeah. Now, Jeff Goldblum's halftime address, that was
1: tremendous. I, I well, mean, he played a
2: little... He uh, he loves playing the piano. He played a little number. Uh, they, Russell had put a, uh, just an old upright piano in the dressing room for the boys and Jeff sat down and played uh, a little bit of Thelonious Monk that I think was a little bit lost on them, but, uh, you know, it uh, certainly put them in a weird frame of mind, which expressed itself, I think, in the second half when the standard <coughs> plummeted. You know, <laughs> when...
1: when it is hard to imagine and remembering, you know. Obviously, from now to back then. Mm. But did Grassy enjoy having dignitaries no, no, no. In, the, in the
2: rooms? Never. Even the bishop, when the mm. when, when Bishop Clancy dropped in, he was shown the door. Outside, Bishop, this is this is Grass. Shamrock talk. Yeah, you Shamrock talk. Not for not for any other ears. Get out. Mm.
1: And Wayne Bennett, he's not one yeah. who likes. No, he, be, doesn't. He, he doesn't. He doesn't like
2: He eschews you know, showbiz in a way, mm. doesn't he? Mm. But I think he was uh, trumped last night. I think he was overruled by Russell, who, let's face it, owns the club, and I think he just laid the law down and said, Wayne, piano's here, Jeff's playing, live with it. Just shut up and listen. So you might did. learn something. Yeah, well, now, well, I don't think they did.
1: Now, Russell's got very hands-on all of a sudden, hasn't yes. he? Now, you're working with the Underbelly Rabbits Look, script. it's a broader a
2: canvas than that, HG. When I spoke to, uh, to Julia Uh, which was a little bit difficult because I had to get a boat there Mm -hmm. because she's staying up on the Hawkesbury River and it's been a bit challenged on the Hawkesbury at the moment for reasons everyone will be aware of. Anyway, I got there and we had a very nice cup of coffee. And uh, she's not so much interested in uh, South Sydney as such. She's more interested in rugby league itself and is interested in the roots mm-hmm. of rugby league. And mm-hmm. so she wants, she's interested in the Roman experience. She's interested in going right back. Um, and there were, I pretty well couldn't get her off that issue. We did explore Haspartum and how, how it might have worked and how we could film it and what her role could be Um and uh, she's very, very interested in that. So I think she's here for about 12 months, actually. She's making a few films. I think George Clooney's coming out a little bit later in the year and they're going to make a what we'd call a rom-com uh, in Far North Queensland, which she didn't give me – she didn't divulge too many secrets about mm-hmm. it, but all she's, all I'm given to understand is it's very engaging and very funny, um, which is great. Uh, so I left her – I only stayed for an hour, oh, maybe two hours – um, and I left her with the view that I would supply her with a bit of a rough on what uh, a film based on rugby league in Rome uh, around the time of Hadrian, so we're talking, what, two, 300 AD, somewhere around there, where it would have really established itself. <laughs> Um, and, and we'll take it from there.
1: That's excellent news. Yeah. excellent news. Now, one thing that came out <coughs> this week was the desire of some of the big names mm-hmm. to play different characters across the across the time. So oh, yeah. You yeah. might get somebody like uh, Chris Hemsworth signing yeah, yes. on to be Sam Burgess yep. and Mario Fennick. Now, is that going to pre- pre- present you with challenges? I mean, the the whole makeup things changed so much, and the. Haircuts yeah. and so on, but that's not beyond the no. skill of uh, people who work in those areas.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, but are you worried that the that players can? Play Look, I, I, parts? I think
2: that'd be that'd be a a, a a waste, HG, because you could have Mario play himself, and you could have you know Sam Burgess play himself without you know much trouble, too much trouble. So you'd want to create another character for Chris Hemsworth that accelerates the plot in a way, or. Yeah you no know, no, it's I to writers,
1: yeah, know, yeah. no I understand writers yeah no I understand I understand and are you seeing this as something that will occupy most of your time in the coming months? Oh well, certainly
2: will yeah 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 I'm, I'm, I'm grappling with a, with a lot of things here HG I'm looking at a current story a series uh, looking at corruption in rugby league uh, in in the modern era mm-hmm. so to speak and I'm also looking at the roots of rugby league you know back in the day. so so these two things these two pillars are going to hold me up this year.
0: The South Australian School of Minds, the Mind and Brain Foundation, and that clown show, Matthias Cormann, all support Rugby League Week. For the full program, stay tuned to Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: Now, Rugby League Week, now that's... Building is something else you've got to worry about,
2: Roy. Because rugby I, League Week, yeah. I know you've got that September lecture. the 8th, isn't it? September the 8th. That's Rugby League Day. Yeah. National Rugby League Day. As part of Rugby League Week. As part of Rugby League Week, of course.
1: And you're, you're instituting the national lecture. Yes. Uh, at, at dawn. Dawn. On Rugby League Day. Yes. September
2: the 8th. Yep. Now... And old players can line the streets. I mean, there will be something to it. It's going to look. It will be a thing. Oh, it'll be a thing, all right. Now, can yeah, I yeah. ask,
1: are you putting yourself forward as the lecturer, the guest lecturer, or are you going no. to cast – You're not, no, it's no, too much, isn't no, it, really, no, no, to have a heartfelt yeah, lecture yeah. about what rugby league means to you plus yeah. whatever else you've got on? It will be just too much. Yeah. Have you got any names that you might be able to think, you know, would be able to be able to do it? I mean – I noticed and I must send... Well, I was
2: thinking Brendan to begin with. Brendan Nelson might open the innings, I was hoping. I haven't approached him yet, but it's something he would... He would know the nature of the comp, wouldn't he? He would, he Mm. would. And what I would suggest to him is um, I found a beautiful letter from Chimpy Bush Mm -hmm. uh, writing back to his family when he was playing in England. And uh, I thought that could be a useful... Uh, starting, starting off point? Starting point for Brendan. Mm-hmm. He could read the letter. It's very emotional, you know, the things he misses, you know. It, it just brings tears to your eyes. Uh-huh. You know, that the, the, the opening sentence is something like, wish I was home, missing the magpies. And, ooh, wow. Yeah. wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 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 the things I miss um, and the sacrifices he had to make. And it seemed to me that Brendan could uh, fuse these ideas together. So the Anzac story? Well, I don't know about the antics. I just it, picked that up. It's a rugby league story, HG. Yeah, no, don't. We don't, right. want, to, we you're don't right. want to confuse things here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's going. It, I, I think we're going. It's going to be Phillip Street here in Sydney, HG. The street will be blocked off. I've spoken to um, council to council about this, and uh, Clover Moore is right behind it, mm-hmm. very keen. And uh, we're going to have the streets lined with all older players in their uniforms or in their blazers or in their guernseys, whatever they've got left, and they stand in line um, and then there'll be a march towards the end. There'll be a band there and there'll be a march at the end of uh, the address. Mm -hmm. And then um, all the players go to pubs and uh, enjoy the rest of the day. What a lovely... (laughs) 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 look... Um, I think Channel 9 are going to cover it. Uh, right. They're going to send, I think, uh, I think Aaron Mullen's involved mm-hmm. um, and Freddie Fittler, I think, is going to be there. I think they'll be co-hosting it and I think uh, Joey Johns is going to be part of it. I think he'll. they'll cross to him. He'll be standing with the former players in line.
1: Who have you got there now, Joey? That sort of thing? That sort of thing. Yeah. Who are
2: you near, Joey? Oh, yeah. well, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. It's Paul Sheeran. Yeah, I've right? got Ciro here. Yeah. How, How are you seeing it, Ciro? Yeah. Oh, I've been really moved. I've been really moved. I've been waiting for this happen a long time.
0: It's Acute on Chronic. A perfect storm. A bloke in the front seat of the Datsun 180B with blood-stained putty knife in the hip pocket. Wait a minute. That's the murderer. Now on Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: Now here's something I never thought I'd ever come to it uh, on bludging on the Blowing side, but the North Sydney Bears are in crisis after a boardroom coup. Now <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> Why are they meeting? <laughs> what, what, <laughs> got... What's on the agenda? Well, you've got to go back a bit <laughs> and explain that the North Sydney Bears were a foundation club. Yes, a lot they years were. Nineteen hundred and eight. Yep. Yep. They haven't played as part of the NRL for many years. But oh, no!
2: Decades, decades,
1: decades. decades. I mean, when did
2: Greg Florimo...
1: Well, they're 90s players, aren't they? Yeah, or late 80s, even. Late 80s, I'm sure. Yeah, they are playing in the late 80s, yeah. so I'm not sure. Anyway, as mentioned, the North Sydney Bears are in crisis after, wait for it, a fiery annual general meeting. <laughs> <laughs> we'll,
2: well, I can understand it getting fiery. <laughs> when are we going to get a team? <laughs> when
1: do we play the Roosters next? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, that will likely result in their chief executive, I didn't realise that, chief executive, chairman, I can understand, two directors and a major sponsor walking away from as described here. Major sponsor? <laughs> <laughs> now, sponsor which cheese
2: is sponsoring the bears? Well, the, <laughs>
1: now, this is, um, I was just wondering if this could be part of the a, a subplot oh, yeah. in Underbelly Rabbit's story. Oh, yeah. What happened to the Bears? Yeah, what
2: happened to the Bears?
1: Now, yeah. uh, Daniel Dickinson, mm. uh, Dickinson, or Dixon rather, was ousted in a political coup staged by a cohort of disaffected members on Tuesday night. That's last Tuesday night. Mm. His removal and the appointment of Ross, Ros Dare as director has angered key people in the boardroom and across the executive to the point where several are poised to tender their resignation. Nine media personality James Bracey has already quit. Mm. Fellow director Billy Moore. Billy Moore, he was a bear. He was, you forget that. And a Queenslander. Yeah. uh, Has told those close to him he plans to follow suit while Chief... What, Billy Moore's leaving? Yeah, the bears. That is big news. Whoa. As uh, Chief Executive is also expected to leave. Major backer... Stonemasons and landscapers, which pump, pumps more than one hundred and fifty thousand per annum into the bears, mm. is poised to pull the pin as a result of developments. Well, the lack of developments, obviously, mm. several other key figures across the organisation are considering their position. It's disappointing given the trajectory we uh, we were on, <clears throat> on for this to take place. Dixon said pointing to a turnaround uh, that uh, took the club from a deficit of 74000 mm. to a profit of $184,000 during the COVID-affected financial year. Now, what well, were they spending? That's a miracle. I know. What were they spending the money on? They oh, don't have yeah. a team? No. They, they don't. don't have any... Well, ground. they've got to
2: pay the board,
1: haven't you? Oh, the <laughs> true. There's a road group who celebrate football but throw stones. Mm. We've gotten the club to the stage where we thought we'd be an attractive partner if anything came through... Uh, the NRL—that's our goal. The worst thing is the skill set that will be lost. Means the new board will not be able to do what we're currently achieving. Now, yeah. I'm not sure what. We're currently <laughs> what are they achieving? Exactly. Oh. Dixon and Moore said they joined the board as fi- sponsored directors rather than those who qualify with a three-year membership. Mm. Now it gets a bit wobbly from there. But yeah. <laughs> rugby league b- business and emotional game. Right. But having to, the quality of the people we've had at the Bears has been a real bonus. Yeah. So it's unfortunate this has happened. Uh, Bracey Dixon Moore, are some highest quality human beings and operators I've ever met, said uh, Perry. Right.
2: Okay. All right. Well, more questions than answers. The projection they're on is a sort of road to nowhere, isn't it? Well, I would have thought so. I mean, I don't want to be unkind. Maybe they're doing things we don't know about. Can well, I? obviously there must be. Do they have? They got a team playing somewhere that we have never heard of. Can I ask what their in mission... In what competition? Oh, where, no. where were they playing? They're not Group 10 or Group 8. You know, a busload of bears turns up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, can I ask, is the, are they in uh, Fleg and... Uh, I
1: don't know. Fleg and uh, what's the second... SG com- Ball. SG Ball, that sort of stuff. I don't know. <clears throat> now, the only thing, I wonder what their well, mission is. Do they have
2: dreams is? of coming back in to be the second team in Brisbane? Is that what they're imagining? The Brisbane Bears?
1: I like that. Now, can I point out um, New South Wales Cup? Oh, they're, they're in the New
2: South Wales Cup? Yeah, fair okay. enough. Right.
1: Now, look, can I just point out that the difficulty here is is that they did try to go to be the Central Coast
2: Bears. Oh, they did too, yes. What and, went wrong um, there? I thought the Central Coast would have loved them there. And
1: wasn't there some suggestion pre-Central Coast that yeah. they would join forces with Manly Seagulls and become the Manly Seagulls Bears? Mm, yeah. complicated bit complicated.
2: Yeah, it is, isn't it? big bit the hard. Yeah. But – um yeah. I'm not sure what to suggest. I'm Greg. not sure what to suggest either but, but, boy, I'm just happy though that some people have still got rugby league dreams because this mm. will be a theme on September the 8th. Yes, yeah, so exactly. Now, there will be a special row for bears. Oh, yeah. Bears. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 Good. yeah. If Billy Moore is, is going to come, that'll that'll be fantastic. Mm. If he's got his old bears uniform, if Greg Fulimo could make his way back from New Zealand... Uh, Fred R. Coy might be another one. Hughie McGar. Hughie
1: McGar. Did he play Bears? He did.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, that's Speaking of Well. It'd
2: be a very emotional day, HG, when you look across. Hey, Joe, what can you see now?
0: Oh, I'm looking at the Bears. Did man create rugby league or did rugby league create man? Food for thought, here on Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: Uh, Roy, just coming back to some of the details about the breeze, Mm -hmm. um, Tasmanian Premier Peter Gutwin insists an independent report into the viability of the standalone AFL club based in Tasmania must be completed within months and wants this to be done by a major accounting firm. Now, this is this report that you've referred to as being delivered sometime last year. It was. And the AFL has said it hadn't got time to look at it
2: until next year. That's it. Yep, that's exactly right.
1: Now... I
2: assume the accounting firm's already done the sums and looked over the figures. I assume that's all happened. Well, it wouldn't take long. I no. Mean, these, these are professional, people it's, it's not professional a long, people. it's not a long document.
1: Got, yeah. I think you said it was four lines on a page. Yeah. Now, the murderer and Gutwin held... Oh, gee, I hope he bought some heat. Anyway, uh, the murderer and Gutwin held discussions for more than an hour on Friday, Good. with the Tasmania determined to have an answer soon whether it will be the 19th Club, home of the 19th Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, the AFL agree last week agreed to have an independent report into Tasmania's bid completed by the end of the year, but Gutwin wants the work to begin almost immediately. Uh, he wants it truly independent. It's great that the that there's the, a
2: lot of independence going on. I know. I it's mean,
1: great, great that the top man yeah. in Tasmania, the top person in Tasmania, should I say, yep. uh, is getting involved in this. Yeah, He's making l- hopefully yeah, an a bit election late issue. in the day. I know. The position I've taken... I as mean, you, where
2: was Gutwin 12, 12 months ago when the report landed on the desk of the AFL? Uh, Why wasn't he, you know, standing up, up and
1: grandstanding then? Wasn't he out the front of the AFL out
2: house? Out the front AFL house yeah, saying, saying, you know, let Breeze, me in.
1: let me in. Yeah, Breeze, let us in, yeah. The position I've taken, as you're aware, is we need to clarify well before the end of 21 or 22 and, and the independent report that the AFL have said they will... Commission, I would like. Well, they they will commission. Mm. I'd like to see around the middle of the year, meaning the report mm. that they want to be released by, let's say, June, during the twelfth. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> yeah.
2: This is the independent report. Yes, it's poorly uh, uh, punctuated yeah. there. Now, sure.
1: uh, I've again impressed upon the murderer mm. the need for that to occur. I have to say that I felt that, uh, this morning that the discussion uh, that this morning that the murderer is listening.
2: He's listening. Hard That's good. That. I mean, there's been an outbreak of listening in Australia, hasn't there? The We've last had couple a of weeks.
1: very constructive discussion. Mm-hmm. I think it would be uh, reasonable to say that I've impressed upon the murderer that I would much prefer one of the independent firms, preferably one of the big four, et cetera, et cetera, do the report or the yeah. boning up on the report. Yeah. Gowen said he had been in contact with Hawthorne President... Uh, Jeff Kennett, the We and the Pooh man, yes. and the North Melbourne counterpart, Ben Buckley, mm-hmm. and the two clubs are awaiting confirmation on whether their lucrative deals to play home and away matches uh, in the Apple Isle from beyond 2021 will continue. Mm-hmm. See, this is a source of income that the, uh, the Breeze might be able to hang on to. I
2: know, but can't Gutwin <clears> say, we're not going to welcome any of the teams here unless you take our report seriously and forward that business plan straight over to Deloitte's and have them report back on it by the end of the week. Excellent. Otherwise, there'll be no games played in Tasmania and I'm talking to Peter Verlanders tomorrow and we're going to look at
0: setting up a rugby league team. This is the Church of Football Redemption. Lodging on the blind side, with the collection tray and a slab of fruit and nut, it's those lively lags and the double XL shorts, Roy Slaven and HG Nelson.
1: Uh, Gutwin, I've impressed upon them the need uh, we have to ensure we can get clarity at the earliest opportunity and in terms of the independent consultants reporter, I am not moving from my position that I believe it can be done in a matter of months. It doesn't need to be 12 months. Right. Kenneth said Gutwin's proposed timeframe suited the Hawks. Hmm. So I'm okay. not sure what's happening here. Yeah. It is interesting here, the report expected membership. But who cares what the Hawks think? Well, they might be going. Oh, as a club, being wound up. Well, I, I don't want to – well, obviously, oh, you and I – that's news. Conversa- Well, you and I have had conversations about this with other people, mm-hmm. but there is some suggestion that they might relocate a team down there to be the basis of the breeze. Right. So the report expected
2: – Well, King Island happy being
1: associated with hawks? Well, the trouble is the King Island, uh, you know, dairy community mm-hmm. are not being happy with associated with the wee and the poo. No, the colours the don't though. talk to the people of King Island.
2: You can wrap cheese up in that colour, no one's going to eat it. I'm telling you that now, and that's a fact. I know it's just, that's a fact. Yeah, it's got to be a cream colour, hasn't it? A cream colour. Mm. Wow. What's your? What, what are your? Well, suggestions the br- when the breeze run out, they look. They all look like Cheeses. <laughs>
1: The report expected membership of thirty eight thousand, an average match day attendance of eighteen thousand, mm. and the predicted the club would generate wait for it nineteen million yeah. onto their broadcast rights.
2: Yes, that's that. Oh, yeah, that's the figure the, I saw in yeah, the report. The Tasmanian
1: yeah. Task Force mm. should hurry up here. Uh, mm. Published last fe- uh, February, projected gross revenues of forty two point five million. Yes, that's right. Incredible. And that's a conservative that. estimate. I know. And then you add your cheese sponsorship on well, top the speech,
2: of that. Well, the the cheese sponsorship is twice that.
0: China, Rugby League, Australia, join the dots. It is your future. Imagine the Shanghai SARS slugs packing down against the Footscray funnel webs on Mars for the Volandis Cup. All future intergalactic fixtures on bludging on the blindside.
1: You're listening to bludging on the Blind Side, and usually we uh, deal with uh, emails, and we're going to do that again today. And if you want to get in touch with the program via email, roynhg at abc.net.au is the place to go. That's roynhg at abc.net.au, and the following have, Roy. Uh,
2: yeah, <clears throat> uh, Wayne's been in touch, HG. Wayne, he yes. says, and this is uh, quite uh, germane, he says, Remember in 1995 when John Reba de Bresac said Super League would find, quote, a 1,000 Alfie Langers in China. That rings a bell, doesn't it? It certainly does. And there would be, you know. Oh, there would be. There would be. They just don't know no. that they're
1: Alfie Langer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but a, d- yeah. Rugby League Day will help that.
2: Of course it will. You know and what? It's a reach out day. Exactly. To reach out across the world day. Uh,
1: who's our trade minister at moment? <laughs> is it Dan Tehan? Well, I mean, let's say Dan T. Yeah. Let's say it is. Imagine he goes up there and... You know, knocks on doors, obviously has to start off a very oh, light base.
2: Oh yes, I think we'd need back channels each year, I think. Oh, back have, channels, yeah right to begin with. I don't think they're talking foreign minister? I don't think the I don't think the, they're talking to the foreign minister either. I think uh, we might have to send Alfie Langer straight over himself. Stand <laughs> <laughs> better chance. Now, uh, where are we here? Yes, here we are. Now Ian's been in touch. I was keen to get your thoughts on promoting driver Gavin Kelly to a decision-making role within harness racing in Tasmania. Mm. I can only applaud a driver with this level of vision, willing to take a stand on ditching the persuader. Perhaps you could uh, raise this with Minister Howlett. I'll leave it with you. Yes, we. D- um, this is a bit hard to explain. The uh, stewards decided that he's got to take, he's got to have a whip, whip with, him with him. When he
1: drives. Mm. And we thought that uh, maybe replacing the whip with a few marbles in the pocket. Bag marbles in the pocket, yeah. Yeah, It's a weight issue, but it's not. not. It
2: appears as if it's a symbolic issue.
1: Right, so this is a point of difference between the harness
2: racing community. Like to see people with a whip in their hand. Yes, apparently so. Right, right.
1: It's not to do with uh, trying to make horses go faster. Well, that's implied. I think. No, no I get that. I, I think that's implied. I get that. Yeah. Of course, the uh, the yeah. person who's protesting
2: says there appears to be no evidence, sure. that he's seen that that's the case. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I suppose it's. I, I don't know if you want to, If you're marching with your uh, three hundred three rifle and ah, you true. don't, you you say, well, I'm not going to attach my bayonet. Well, why not? I don't like bayonets. Sorry, mate. We want you to carry a bayonet. Mm-hmm. Similar sort of issue, I suppose.
1: Can I ask, just going back to your first email yeah.
2: about the Alfie Langers, yes. was there
1: a point to that email or no. just... No, we was just reminding just us... Just reminding sorry. us of the,
2: the heady days of the vision. <laughs> Remember the, the, the vision of Super League.
1: That's right.
2: Super League was going to take Rugby League... To the world. To the world, China mm-hmm. in particular. Uh, yes, so I, I wouldn't mind uh, driver Gavin Kelly uh, being put into a position where he could uh, make decisions. Appreciate. Yeah. Now, you might be able to help with this one, HG... Uh, this is from David. He says, happy Rugby League. Yeah, happy Rugby League, good. Is it possible that the woeful commentary team is part of the murderer's plan to destroy the game? How can he allow BT to wowee his way through a game like a nine-year-old? Or let the man of monotone JB call? A man unable, it seems, to get a grasp of tonal dynamic range. <laughs> I can't watch the broadcast with the sound on and I'm sure I'm not alone. Your thoughts? Yeah, well... That's
1: an interesting, <laughs> an interesting observation. The man of monotone. Mm. Uh, look, rugby league callers. Well, you can't hope to have Dennis Cometti call the game forever, no. even though we'd like to. Yeah. So, in the end, and what Bruce you,
2: brought a certain charm,
1: didn't which he? Certainly did bring it. The twisting, turning, turning, twisting,
2: yep. twisting, turning, yep. turning clever, twisting. Yep, clever, clever,
1: special, special. Yeah, I mean, there were words yeah, that Bruce did overuse. Yeah. Uh, look, what I think you have to do is. Um, Sort of watch the game with the with their volume at a certain appropriate level don't over let the volume overwhelm you if you right. don't like the commentators Okay. because otherwise what you you're just going to listen to the commentate commentators yeah, yeah, yeah. and their problems and not watch the game yeah right uh, so you've got to be able to understand that most people follow a team, and most people know the players in that team. Yes. You don't have to learn your players. No. Uh, so I think it's um, you know you just have to wait until the next say Bruce or the next uh, Dennis come along come and along enjoy them.
2: And just uh, it,
1: it is going through a stage where the yeah. uh, the state of the game reflects the commentary.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, Ray's been in touch. He says it would appear the rivalry between the NRL and the AFL has reached new heights. Last year, of course, Gillan McLaughlin appeared to be moving heaven and hell to kill off the AFL. The new NRL CEO, Andrew Abdo, seems to be taking McLaughlin head-on in attempting to kill Rugby League.
1: Uh, what's he, he says Abdo's
2: say? sanctioning of Sharks forward Toby Rudolph for his post-mast interview is nothing sort of crazy. All well, Rudolph said he was going to have a 1,000 beers at Norlies. Abdo was trying to re- to reprogram the real characters of the game into the to the good two shoes robots like Wayne Pierce and Andrew Eddingshausen. From this point point forward, Abdo should be referred to as the killer. Oh, gee, that, I never thought we'd have that uh, as a
1: discussion point.
2: No, nor did I. Nor nor did I. Um, but there, hmm, don't know what to make of this. I didn't see the interview that apparently was very funny. Uh, of Toby Rudolph. Well, I do have a, a bit of a follow-up story yeah. about this. Yeah,
1: is that um, but uh, the Rudolph? Um, but
2: saying he was going to have a thousand beers, we, we'd call that exaggeration, wouldn't we? That's, <laughs> I mean, no one suggests he'd seriously go and have a thousand beers. I mean, it was like Roy Ailiff when he went, when Penrith won the grand final. Well, he Simmons, scored two tries. Roy Simmons, he mm. would have scored two tries, I think. Mm. and said he wanted to have a beer with everyone in the stadium. Yeah, now, mercifully, he couldn't remember It's the hyperbole. Thing about it. It's hyperbole. Yeah, hyperbole. hyperbole. Now, he We don't want to stamp
1: that out of the game. The game relies on hyperbole. A remorseful Toby Rudolph. Remorseful? Remorseful? The, yeah. For a, saying he
2: wanted a thousand beers?
1: Now, remorseful has vowed to learn from his comments during his live television cross that some fans that some fans, are angry, but said the incident won't stop him from expressing himself, declaring, I'm still going to be me, I'm still going to be humorous, Oh, I like that idea, I'm still going to be me. Mm. It worried me that, for instance, he'd end up at Canberra Raiders yes. and have to cope with the fact it wasn't ours out there, yeah. as uh, oh, sure. often commented upon by, uh, you know, Sticky Stewart. Yeah. Asked by Brian Fletcher, oh, a thousand beers. Uh, now, speaking for the first time, he mm. said, what I what I said was meant to be a joke, a bit of satire, although... Satire? Yeah.
2: No. Satirite? right. <laughs> <laughs> is that no, what he means? No, he doesn't mean no, that No, he does all. mean a bit of a joke, though.
1: He mean, yeah, he does. Yeah. I was playing along with Fletch, who was oh, doing... Oh, Fletch, a, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, Fletch's a funny bloke. Yeah, and Fletch the boys... Fletch would have taken it the right way. The boy, Fletch would have gone something like, ha, 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 wouldn't he?
1: <laughs> Give me that laugh again.
2: <laughs>
1: now, ha, ha. Now, he was joking with the boys about rugby league culture yeah. of old and can only hope that people... Oh, of still, old? Yeah, see that. Mm. Rugby league is a blue-collar, working-class game. My joke was probably intended for them... I'm still going to be me, I'm still going to be humorous, but in the future I'll try and keep in mind uh, the audience. Mm. But in saying that, <clears throat> the last thing I want to do is be a player who gives an interview just giving a full credit to the boys' response.
2: you see? Yeah. That's they what do, we well, don't they, want. Yeah, you know, the We don't like the corporate speak anymore.
1: No, it's changed. We? we want mm. players to be themselves. Well, the League Players Association <laughs> mm. lamented that characters would be uh, lost from the game yeah. uh, following the NRL's decision to warn Rudolph. Uh, Cronulla's coach John Morris praised Rudolph during the, his time at the uh, club. Yeah. Anyone who knows Toby knows he's a great character of high values and would never disrespect women. Does he talk about his satire? Not yet, no. <laughs> Toby has great sense of humour and, and his energy is infectious. He's a great club man and a player we hope to hang on for a long term. Oh, don't tell other people that. Mm-hmm. Rudolph is off contract at the end of the year. Now, can I point out, do we need a school for characters? We've got these centres of excellence you know with uh, you know obviously right. passing 101 sure. you know obviously tackling wrestling
2: okay. the eye gouge et cetera, when to use it look did the prime minister suggest this morning that a certain member was going to have special a special course yeah i think andrew, andrew lamming andrew yeah. lamming is going to have a special course uh, to teach him how to respond
1: to members respectfully his, mm-hmm.
2: to, to members
1: well, of his uh, area
2: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The public from his area. Right. Well, is that the sort of course this bloke needs? Right. I don't know. I don't know. Could be a growth area though, couldn't it? I mean, there might be some people who could design courses for rugby league players so that they could be satirical
0: and funny without offending anyone. The next Bond film, Scrum oh. to Nowhere, has a rugby league feel. Dr. No has returned as the evil Count Barilaro, who who is planning to burn all Steetons and Rugby League goalposts. The producers need rugby league woke extras. Details hung bludging on the blind side. And please, no time wasters.
1: Now. This problem that's been raised already today by people on the text and your emails concerning yeah. the relationship between the AFL and the. Rugby league, mm-hmm. uh, well, <clears throat> look, there's been quite some chat in the papers about this, mm-hmm. as in <clears throat> the Cold War it's been described Cold as. Cold War, yes. Between McLaughlin's silence on Volandes, which has been suggested, speaks volumes. Now... Yeah. Whatever you do, don't mention the war or the NRL. That's the strategy the AFL Chief Executive, McLaughlin, the murderer, has employed when asked about the cantankerous ARL Commission Chairman Peter Volandes, the man of the Pantaloons of Plumage. Now, the Volandes pushed off the back fence and interviewed, uh, aired with Maddie Johns on Fox Sport Wednesday night. Apart from saying the AFL was boring and he'd rather watch
2: the Flintstones. Would he really? The Flintstones? I know. An odd choice, isn't it? Well, it was an amusing show a long time ago for who kids we, who were maybe 8, nine, ten years old.
1: Would the Flintstones still be played on a cartoon channel somewhere? No, must be, probably. And he's noticed this along with he'd, Popeye he'd, the Sailor Man and yeah, so on. Yeah,
2: he'd, he'd rather watch that than the AFL. Wow, that's a shot across the bow, isn't it?
1: Volandis took credit for saving the rival code from a billion dollar loss because the NRL had ploughed ahead... For May 28th, restart last year during the COVID-19 crisis. Now, you were very instrumental in getting the rugby league back up with your incredible work with the sanitise, into the yeah. bath, into the shower, yeah. and then put
2: the clothes back on. Yeah, yeah. Now... McLaughlin wasn't interested in that. He wouldn't he talk wasn't. about it. He, was, he wouldn't. He, he wouldn't. waited until that ground He just wanted movement. to go away. He wanted to have an inquiry. <laughs> he wanted process. Process, yeah. Well, you know, I said to I said to the manufacturers, I said we haven't got time for an inquiry or process. We've just got to buy a couple of bloody baths and fill them with sanitizer. Yes. But your great breakthrough was, Peter. You've got
1: experts telling you you yeah. can't do it. Well, I've got experts who can tell you you can do yes. it. Yes. And you went and found them. I did. And dragged them kicking and screaming. Yeah. To the Landers. That's and right. The Viennese grabbed them, kicking and screaming, over the line. That's right. And it got up and running. That's right. Now.
2: That's right. But is it true that, uh, that uh, the murderer can't even say rugby league? He won't say this. He won't say it. He won't say it. No, it's. it's, it's, well, it's I've it's, said to him, hey, go there, you go. Say rugby league for me. Go <laughs> on. Yeah, say rugby league. Go yeah. on. Can you say it? He won't. No, he's
1: pretty disciplined. <laughs> yeah. he, he likes process. Now, the presidents of all various AFL clubs have public, uh, had publicly scorched Velandis for his belligerent attitude. Hawthorne boss Kenneth Brandy him an absolute irrelevance. Ooh. Absolute irrelevance. man. I think the AFL were looking at a billion dollar loss Volandis told uh, Johns last <coughs> Wednesday they made 24 million loss because they start because they started earlier with all the criticism, with all the name calling. they started two weeks after us. Mm-hmm. In an interview with The Herald, that's the yeah the Herald the nine newspaper, on Thursday, McLaughlin refused to bite on Volantes' inflammatory claims on anything for that matter. We have great respect for all sports and what they're doing, Mm -hmm. he said on the Microsoft Teams meeting call. We're doing our bit and we respect what everyone is doing. It became instantly clear that McLaughlin was not going to be drawn into a big dick swinging match or slanging match. I've got a lot of work down here. We're just doing our best. Then he tried to divert things because one of the people in corporate affairs, it was his birthday. Oh. So included him in the call. Right. Uh, Draw whatever. Velandis wants to go the AFL into a street fight and the other code is too smart or well advised not to buy into it. When the platoon of club bosses throwing eight, uh, enough punches, it doesn't have to, mm. as in the AFL people. Yeah. The blowtorching of the AFL is also a smart move by Velandis who's as much a salesman as he's a populist. Make no mistake, the attacks are by design. Now, where's this going to end or how is this going to end? Yes. How can it end fruitfully for well, anybody? It can't, can it? Stupid.
2: It can't. It, it can't. You, can I point out <clears throat> it's, these... It's, well, well, it's a sort of baseball cricket thing, isn't it? I mean, one oh, I one shouldn't that. hate the other. One's got to coexist. Can I... Yes, I agree with that. Can
1: I point out mm. that these are senior members of the community, senior, yeah. respected members of the community. They, they can do everything. They can advise on what's correct humour. Yes.
2: Yes. Do you know what they I mean? They define culture. They define culture. Yes.
1: And here they are. Just basically carrying on like a couple of people in a schoolyard. They are, you know. We, we're not going to say rugby league. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's Flintstones if the other, you know,
2: yeah, etc. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I don't yeah. see how this is going
2: to end. Well, I see it, it. It's unedifying. Mm. That, that's the problem, isn't it? It 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 makes the rugby league look poor and small minded, minded. and it makes the AFL look out of touch and ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The AFL Opera, A Murderer Calls. Four quarters of blood, mayhem, death, sloop-pointing north action and getting the hard ones on the turn previews this October across Australia. Sponsored by Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, Roy, interesting
1: story from, uh, I think, the Goulburn area. Uh, When it comes to making sporting sacrifices in Australia in 2021, it doesn't come much bigger than the one being made by 28 little-known Fijians representing the Kaviti Silk Tales. The Silk Tales is Rugby League's newest team, and they're set for a second start in the third-tier Ron Massey Cup after the COVID-19 ruined their first, uh, you know, first outing last year, obviously, in a week. Mm-hmm. The brainchild of former Queensland State of Origin prop Petro Sivio Sina, yeah. the Silk tails are Fiji's pathway to the NRL with a partnership set up already with Cronulla. Isn't that brilliant? I know. The goal is to step up mm. to the NSW Cup NSW Cup. That's next where they'd year. meet the Bears. They would. Wow. Wow. Well, Whoa,
2: Whoa that's a match. wouldn't that be great? Silver tails versus, sorry, silk tails versus, versus si- bears. <laughs> Whoa. Now,
1: uh, giving the NRL clubs a chance to see Fiji's Fiji's best local players in search for the next Sivo or Kikau. Ooh. Now, also the great semi red Roger, I think, was a, yeah. f- a, f- a Fijian player, played for Parramatta, Parramatta and uh-huh. now is playing Paris? Paris? Yes, France? It's France Rugby Union. Yeah. The club's 28 players and additional local staff completed two weeks in quarantine on
2: arrival and
1: will stay in Australia for the total of seven months.
2: Wow, that's committed, isn't it? It is. So they're in a
1: sort of Goulburn bubble, are they? Well, yes, a Fijian bubble.
2: Fijian bubble in Goulburn.
1: In, well, I'm not sure about that. Uh, right. Like PNG in the Queensland Cup, none yeah. of the players has been able to bring their families to Australia due to restrictions. Sure. With days of ex- exiting quarantine, the first challenge came with the family member's death back home right. as the players are unable to fly between the countries. Yeah. Some are married, some are first-time fathers, others are expecting their partners to give birth while they're over here. where's right. Whereas Namu, who was a player, I want to say, with... Mm. um, Not N- sure. Newcastle, yeah, maybe. St George... Anyway, um, 12 out of the 28 boys, it's the first time they've been on a plane, let alone living in another country. We'll let the boys know what they're in for, a bit of sacrifice, what could come uh, at the end, obviously, hopefully with a reward with an NRL contract. Yes. Now – Are you seeing something else here? I mean, I'm seeing these whispers about a Virginia, sorry, a Pacific Island team being part of the NRL. I think that was the story we broke last week. It is. As this is a real step forward towards that because if they could demonstrate that they were competitive in the NSW Cup… Yes then why wouldn't, if I know it's difficult because of politics and so on, Yeah. Samoa Tonga, Fiji?
2: Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Well, <clears throat> no, that's a most uplifting story.
1: Now, uh, the team just. won its first-round clash against mm. Windsor last year. Did they? They beat Windsor. Yeah, their plan was to... The Silk Tails. B- the Silk uh-huh. between. They were going to fly between Australia and Fiji for games, mm-hmm. much as the Warriors did in the NRL. Instead, this time, they're staying in apartments in Daceyville in Sydney's east... Paid a monthly, uh, paid a monthly fee, and they've going to open Australian bank accounts. So they're putting something back into the economy.
2: Isn't that fantastic?
1: The model we went with was a living environment, yeah. uh, where they had to learn to live in Australia rather than being catered on, as in everything yeah. done for them. Yeah. a big part of what we're trying to prepare them for is, uh, you know, if they get a chance to get an NRL contract, mm. what life will be like without the help of, you know, people who know everything about the joint. Right. The pandemic means that the 17 uh, that played in the Silktales only game last year, will uh, just four are lining up, it says, on this Sunday.
2: Right. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> now. Right. Okay. But and uh, they're living in Daisyville. Daceyville is a really interesting suburb. It was a sort of model suburb built, I want to say, back in the 20s. Uh, oh, I, I know what you mean Yeah, I know it. Yeah Now, Daisy no, was No fences and all that It was very yeah. ahead
1: of its time Way right ahead of its time At the time, yeah I remember it's Yeah, beautiful homes Kingsford Roundabout Yes, that's yeah. right yeah. yeah, lovely, beautiful yeah. Now, uh, represents a much easier mm. chance for players mm. um, they, 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 Remember, Nabuli was spotted by Andrew Johns and Brad Fittler in, a ho- in the foyer of a hotel in Fiji by accident
2: Yeah, they liked the look of him
0: Didn't they? Australians, these are rugby league heroes we should never forget. Kevin Hardwick, Steve Edmund, Tulson Tollett, Horry Hastings, Lord Ted Goodwin and Brett Horsnell, all remembered fondly with thoughts and prayers on Bludging on the Blind Side.
2: Ah, oh, yes, now. Oh, I'm reminded here, HG, that the Manly Seagulls and the North Sydney Bears... <coughs> did merge together in 2000 as the Northern Eagles. I'd forgotten all about that. So,
1: I did too <coughs> until you reminded me. Yeah,
2: that must have been a Super League time.
1: Yeah, wasn't an exciting idea though, wasn't no. it? No. I suppose rivalries being too close. I mean, if the Seagulls yeah. had amalgamated with the Storm, probably would have gone on much better. Much better. Mm. Yeah. Now, there's always a call at this time of year for referees to get tough. Oh, yeah. You know, mm. you can, you know, as soon as
2: you it's get. This getting tough around the grand final time. You've got to get
1: tough. You know, no. round three. Round three. Now, there's nothing else to write about. The competition's underway. Mm. We've had a couple of head injuries, et cetera, a couple of people out with concussion. Mm. Now, NRL referees box, Jared Maxwell, has urged match officials to use send-offs in the sin bin to stamp out high shots, saying he would uh, be been comfortable if Kafusi and Kepi had been marched from the field in round two. Right. Now, I can't remember these <coughs> incidents particularly. Confuci... Were they cheap shots? Cheap shots? Cheap shots. Cheap shots. Yeah. There was one last night, though, mm. uh, a very bad – or was it the night before? Night before, night I Was well, that the storm? The... One of the storm might have punched a bloke in the back of the head? Correct. The player was lying face down. He
2: was. <laughs> Still these... didn't stop him getting one on the back of the head. Correct. But uh, he was sent off, though. Oh, sorry, he was given 10, ten minutes. 10, minutes. ten yeah. minutes in the bin. Yeah.
1: But I think the uh, – the commentators arced up and thought it was mm-hmm. the one to be sent off yeah. because you've got to make a you've got to make a stand here now we come back to the problem of the bump that got uh, oh, da- patrick
2: dangerfield
1: out for three matches
2: yeah now that the, looked to me a serious more a serious affair it did but it, it's hard to compare code from jumping is, from code to code well this was just sort of leading running and leading with your head into another bloke's head yeah, well, at I mean, full pace. So it,
1: people, as you always point out... And Nate
2: Miles style.
1: Now, Nate Miles got away with it for years, didn't <laughs> he? <laughs> he did, but he had a head for rugby But B. he had
2: the perfect head for rugby league, yeah. yes. Now, can that's I, a proven
1: fact. Now, can I ask you, <laughs> it is hard to ask a player running at some pace mm. to work out the scalars and vectors about
0: where his head
2: is going But that's be why in. he's a professional. Oh, True.
0: Bludging on the Blindside is calling for an annual Rugby League address to the nation to be delivered at dawn on National Rugby League Day, September the 8th. This is Bludging on the Blindside. Well,
1: now it's not as though, uh, speaking of the um, pantaloons of plumage, mm-hmm. it's not as though he hadn't got problems. Uh, this is jumping back to his other hat. As oh, racing the, hat. Yeah, he's yeah. boss of racing. Big right. slipper day today, of course, and uh, best of luck, everybody. Mm. Now, the Everest was not included in the top 100 races, group run races in the world. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, that's by not right. It? But that's not right. No, it's not right. Of course it's not right. That's not um, right. <clears throat> sparking another tirade from the pantaloons of Plumage mm. about group listed pattern system in Australia. It's the fourth year, in its fourth year, the Everest is rated on 121.5 on the international system, but the world-renowned race wasn't included on the list because it is not classified as a Group 1 race. Do you understand what I mean? So it might be in the... How would we get it classified as a a Group 1 race? Could we do that? Well, I think we could. It, it's just coming to Is his that up Volandi. to Volandis to... I think it's up to Volandis. Mm. Yeah. Look, he can drag people screaming and get, yeah, the, yeah, and yeah, line yeah. And get the game started. Well, again, mm, you. this can is this. a
2: bit of a mystery to me. Who determines whether a race is a Group 1 event okay. or Okay.
1: It shows you that the absurdity of the system where the highest rated race in Australia is not included in the list. Well, now... Uh, We come to... Is the
2: problem that the Everest is really a confection?
1: Well, it's the richest sprint race in the world, so it is in that sense a confection. It just highlights how damaged the system is and is urgently needed repair. Well, do something about it, Volanders. Otherwise, it's destroying the credibility of group enlisted races. What? Destroying the credibility of group enlisted races? Mm. I mean, that's a... Tragedy. I mean, how people have stopped going soon when you have lead up races as group ones and the pinnacle is not even rated. That's embarrassing. Had the Everest been a group one race, it would have been in 14th on the top 100 list. Instead, the VRC Sprint Classic won (coughs) by Bivouac was the highest rating uh, race in Australia at Mm 120.5. Remember, of course, the uh, Everest is Mm 121.5. Now, Racing Victoria has used this veto power. Which racing New South Wales also holds to stop the Everest from being given Group One status. Ooh.
2: Ooh, okay.
1: For commercial reasons, it is for no other reason than they're trying to protect their spring, the spring carnival. That's why the system is damaged. It's wrong, and everyone in racing knows it. It's the number one. Uh, it's the number one event Australia as far as quality is in Australia. Now. Is this, do we need to take this to say, I mean,
2: I know. Well, we've got to have the Everest determined to be a Group 1 race. Yeah, but is it something we have to take to Canberra well, you know, I don't do it, do, or we've got to take it overseas. Overseas. Who, well, who I, determines this? Well, you know how
1: when um, <clears throat> I was thinking of, uh, say, when the arts want to get some more money, they often mm-hmm. send a delegation. I think there was a recent deleva- delegation where people like Brian Brown, oh, yes. famous actors, went
2: down. Went down and spoke <laughs> to the arts minister. That's right. And,
1: and yeah, And somehow something happened. I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure what. But is that the sort of thing? So we might get Damien Oliver and Chris Waller and... But Huey who do we Bun-
2: go to? The sports minister? Is it the sports minister that well, does group one? one racing? Who is? I think it might be
1: Richard Colbeck who's well, the sports one. Well, let's say one it minister.
2: is Richard Colbeck.
1: He knows his numbers yes. and he did great work in the aged care area. I mean, surely he could say something at a cabinet meeting. What about this group one for the Everest? You know, that's how I'm seeing But that's the what I'm
2: getting at. That's what I don't understand. I understand process. Yeah. <laughs> of course I understand process. But I didn't know the, the process of getting a race determined uh, as a group one race depended on Cabinet submissions and a vote on the floor of the Parliament. I didn't understand that. Well, Are you telling me, in days gone by, the Villiers was brought up in Parliament? I think this should be... Yes, I'm speaking of the Villiers. Yes, I think it is a Group 1 race, don't Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, yes, Mr Speaker, yes, well, let's take the vote. Is that how it was? I think it is. I remember once 51-42, is. Yeah,
1: It's Group 1. Villers in. Now, can I point Miller out... When to
2: get through the Senate... <laughs>
1: <coughs> At one point, it was suggested that, I think by Crackers Keenan of all people, that Harry White should be allowed, forced by law to ride in every Melbourne Cup. Handbrake uh-huh. Harry White, forced yeah. to ride in every Melbourne Well, they obviously saw the wheeze there sure. and said no but those things come up, yeah. and I wouldn't be surprised if, if it was given the push from Colbeck, if yeah. it came to Cabinet, if it went through the Cabinet process yes. into the floor of the Parliament, you'd have people speaking from all over the place about the Everest, especially the votes in New South Wales, would be locked up because they didn't have the Group 1 status, and then you might be able to get a few people oh, in Queensland. Victorians wouldn't like it, No, then. they wouldn't. They'd hate they wouldn't. it. Of course they wouldn't. But you get something across the floor
2: yeah. on it, I'm pretty
1: sure you oh, get it.
2: Oh, if you, what, reach across the aisle by Patterson style? When was the last time that happened? When the Villiers got determined, I suppose.
0: How does the murderer get away with it? The Bludge is calling for a royal commission. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Yes,
1: uh, Roy... Inspiring players is always a tricky part of rugby league, mm. uh, or AFL for that matter. <clears throat> now, uh, Trent Barrett, of course, is now coaching the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. Yes, he's had a stint at Manly, yes. and I think he might have had a stint at Penrith. So he's a well-travelled coach. Mm. Uh, Very respected
2: wherever he goes too. Extremely,
1: extremely well respected. I think in Manly they didn't have any seating for the players mm. in the dressing rooms and so he had to bring it in from home. That's right. He brought his backyard furniture in for That's the right. players to sit on. That's right. Uh, which I think was a terrific gesture on behalf yeah. of the coach yeah. and somebody who noticed something. I mean, yeah. I think… Um, it's, you know,
2: it's amazing that Desi didn't notice that there were or no J- chairs for all, for, yeah, for all those years.
1: I know. He, he just got by with them standing up. Yep. But uh, he thought, no, at halftime they can have a sit down. Yeah. Now… Trent Barrett likes to show the Panthers' halves how to do it. Oh, yeah. And now, I know he's moved on to the Bankstown Bulldogs, but this
2: is… So so. This is back when he was with the Panthers? Yeah. Okay.
1: With, uh, obviously, he, <clears throat> the Penrith assistant coach would jump in on the drills and teach the likes of Nathan Cleary and yeah. Jerome Luau by showing them how he wanted to play. One time he did this, did his groin showing them how to play, according to Luau. Wow. I <clears throat> held that against him uh, if he ever wanted to jump in again and say… You know, I'd always say, don't tear that groin again. He was very hands on with the Bulldogs. Boys would vouch for me. And I'm sure when I say he could still play if he wanted to, he grabbed the footy a few times last year and you could see how good he was. He had all the skills. He said, You're, you're doing it, uh, you're not doing it right. This is how we have to do it if it was easy for me to learn from him. Right. Now, did grass in your day ever show you how to do things? Oh, then? yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, it yeah. Was... I think that was, uh, coaches were far more hands on. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I mean, this is a real echo of how it was in the past, HG. You know, coaches would get you aside, and if you weren't hooking properly, how to, you know, where to put your feet, where where to where to throw your legs, so to speak, um, how to throw a punch from the second row. Uh, but that's you know stuff that you real skills, yeah, real and skills. tackling would they tackling, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But did they ever come you unstuck and say, listen, your shoulder, his ribs, yeah, or head, yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, head, no, head was separate oh. Head was separate it, your Head work was, uh, you know, get you aside and, and that wouldn't be official, that'd be unofficial That'd be like car park talk You mm-hmm. know, hey Roy, over here mm-hmm. Hey listen, this bloke, I want you to hit him in the head <laughs> Oh yeah? <laughs> what for? Well, well you'll see <laughs> <laughs> How hard? Real hard <laughs> You know, that sort of stuff and he'd often show you how to, feel. he'd say, look, imagine this bag, see this bag here, see that, if I put a mark on that bag there, yep, imagine that this, that's a bloke's head, yep, now I'm going to, right, got it, yeah, yeah I've got very, your grass, yeah, yeah, no worries, now, <clears throat> okay, pants up, right boys, <laughs> we're moving on. Now,
1: Get can up. I ask, did it ever come unstuck?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, like yeah, the, yeah, mean, yeah. I know, Oh, yeah, often, you know, well, I remember with that particular incident, I'd punch the bloke in the head, got sent off, and grass tore strips off me. Uh, What'd you do that uh, for, you idiot? Yeah. Now... So you couldn't win. No, no. Now, I, I, hope, I, I hope Trent hasn't got these problems. You know, I showed you how to do it that way. We did it that way, and it didn't work. Well, do it, tell You know what I mean. Can I
1: ask, though, did it ever rebound on grass in yeah. the sense of that he tried to show you something and it came unstuck and he was in the hospital for a week? You know, like break a limb or oh, yeah. maybe as this happened here, pulled a groin. Yeah. I mean, that was
2: obviously
1: a yeah. coach. I mean, he'd be hobbling yeah. around for days. Yeah, he would have been.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, Sometimes, you know, grass would just forget where he was and forget his age and that sort of stuff and yeah. would run out uh, during training and say, no, nah, get in like this. And boom. And, you know, have to get the ambulance again and take him up to the hospital. And we wouldn't see him for a couple of weeks. And that's when we used to win games. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What sport single-handedly turned Gallipoli from a loss into a win? Rugby League, celebrated here on Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: Uh, Roy, the, the commentator goes on. This is uh, now... Oh, this is
2: still looking at Trent Barrett. Trent Barrett, Hands yeah. on, yeah.
1: He wanted us to be calm. Calm. This is Josh Jackson, the Bulldog skipper. Uh, he, you know, he's one of his first addresses of the club. He wants us to be calm and successful. Oh. Now, remind me again where the dogs are on the uh, ladder at well, the Well, they haven't
2: won a game yet. No. I don't know if they've scored a point yet, have they? They must have done. I don't know. Not many.
1: Now, he picks things out in the game.
2: But in all fairness, he hasn't been there long to give them oh, that, no, yeah, to yeah, give yeah, them that the, Barrett the, touch.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he picks things out in the game and he sees things I don't. Mm. He explains them really well. In terms of putting them uh, into action right. uh, in the game plan, he makes it real simple for the players. There's nothing there that is overly complicated. He has a very clear vision of what he wanted us to do and how it wants and how he wanted us to look. Now that's you a bit of a clear,
2: worry. Clear vision. It? Yeah. So well, well, no, that's all right. He's he's begun with a bit of a mission statement. Mm. You know, uh, it'd be along the lines of you know. Uh, Uh, Boys, uh, settle down. Just sit down. Thanks. I want you all just just to be calm. Now, have a look at each other. What do you see? You see a bulldog. I want you to be a successful bulldog just by being calm. It's a simple game. You run the ball up and you don't drop it. You play the ball and you each have a role. Some of you are passing the ball. Others won't. Now, I'm going to get the blokes that don't pass the ball... To leave the room now. <laughs> Stay calm. That's uh, terrific. That, that's how he'd be. Yeah. yeah. perfectly reasonable. And then where the problems comes is... Is the players player player play the very well. No, they don't. They <laughs> yeah. don't play yeah. very well. Look, we're calm, Case, but we're not winning. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want us to still be calm, but we're not winning?
1: <laughs> it is It is a it's problem. It's tricky, isn't, isn't it? It, it is a defining that balance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th-
2: well, he's just going to have to uh, read him the riot act. Yeah, you know, he's tried the calm business it hasn't worked. No, true. But Barry. You now you blokes know. in here that weren't passing the ball, get it here! All he is are passing the ball now! You understand? Calm! Forget it! I want you all to get out there
0: and explode! <laughs> <laughs> There's a new noise in rugby league cheese this season. Try the creamy tamalolo brie or the fruity Kronk gorgonzola from the master Melbourne cheesemaker Jesse Bromwich. Details at your nearest league cheddar outlet on Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh,
1: Roy, can players coach themselves? Uh, I mean, it's a big topic, but uh, I did notice that Junior Paolo mm. wants to give Parramatta what they've sorely missed for the best part of two decades.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: A front row enforcer. Now, uh, I mean, how must Hindy feel?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, sure. You know. Sure. So, sure. even the most rusted O'Neill supporter would admit that while they've produced plenty of classy props, Nathan Kalis and Tim Manor, yeah. in that time... Oh, how must you feel about that? Yeah. In that time, their front rows never really struck fear into the hearts of the opposition. Now, opposition packs. Now, remember when, this is going back a while, when Mace, that's Willie Mason, mm. billed himself as the most feared prop in rugby league.
2: He did, yep, Yeah.
1: Um, yep. You know, well, obviously the, <coughs> what would I call it, the, uh, well, it was the, the e- job.
2: Yeah, it was easier in those days, HG, to engender a bit of fear. There weren't as many cameras about. No, that's true. And the, the cunning... Player could uh, leave a bloke with, a, say, a busted nose or a broken jaw and no one would have seen it. You know? Including it's, it's just, the player. In, well, indeed. You just. In- uh, including the victim. Yeah. Yeah. Play the ball. Come on. Play the ball. Tackle. Tackle. Play the ball. The bloke gets up and his head's like a bloody. Melon. Busted pumpkin. So. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, a lot of players well, who've, done, who've been in the tackle just shrug and say, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> It
1: didn't see it. Didn't but see. Remember, of course, the Parramatta people have not been without enforcers. They had Fui Fui Moy Oh yeah, came from South and Did. played for many years. Did. Uh, Manu Ma, oh, who yeah. was uh, often yeah. described as the most frightening man in rugby league. Oh yeah, he was too. There for a little while, wasn't he? But played on an, played on the edge, leaving Dean Pay to argue uh, arguably the last Eels prop to consistently dominate opposition sides.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. Paolo, however, wants to change all that. He says, I certainly want to be known as an enforcer in the game. Mm. Uh, I know it's a big statement because Canberra have Josh Papali, the Rooster have jo- Jared Wahia Hargraves. Yeah. All good teams have them. It's a bit of a tag, but one you need if you want to make a name for yourself. Yeah. You want to be that bloke your teammates want to play with and be that person who can change a game on its head when a time is needed.
2: yeah. Now. Well, that's all true. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, a bit like poor old James Tarmo over at the West Tigers at the moment. He wants to stand up and be the, yeah, the, the follow me boys sort of bloke. Yeah. But uh, you just can't do it like he used to be able to do no, it. No, it's a different game. It's a different it game now. now. It goes too quick now. It goes too quickly and it's too exposed to cameras. If You know, I've often said, I just want one camera. <laughs> Fair way back. And let the players sort it out amongst themselves. And let the referee, if the referee spots it, fair enough, fair Uh, cop ref. uh, But if he doesn't uh, and you get away with it,
1: you win the game. Isn't that beautifully summed up there? And uh, Roy, of course, um, obviously another great round of uh, rugby league unfolding. Are you worried already that the game or the... Competition has become a bit obvious. Well, it's Who's becoming like...
2: two tiered, isn't it? Well, thanks. You've got a bit certain obvious. team. We certainly know by now which teams aren't going to be there.
1: In September. In September. Or in, or, you know, in September. Or in October. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> or or <Indeed>. even
2: June, <laughs> 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 at this rate.
1: <laughs> yes, it's a, a very brutal cliff. They drop off in is, very quickly. About,
2: yeah, it is. Yeah. And somehow we've got to somehow level the standards a little, level the playing field a little bit to make a game of it.
1: And we'll take up that topic next week on bludging on the blind side. Thanks for being with us. Remember, if you haven't heard the show during all of it, then there's the podcast will be up soon and you can relive all the highlights then. See you next week. Bye now.
0: The new $20 note could have a rugby league theme. But footy heads, we need your support to make this dream a reality. Imagine Superreal real guffo has the face on the new 20. Get involved at Bludging on the Blind Side. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on
2: the ABC Listen app.